Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up every week and to discuss anything and everything, really. And today, guys, welcome to episode number nine. Thank you so much for joining me again. We are discussing being single and how to thrive being single and why being single is not the worst thing in the world. Okay, (laughs) now I want to say thank you if you voted for this episode. We did have a tie break on the podcast Instagram page. I'm very sorry about that. I haven't had that occur yet until this week, but this episode will be about thriving while single and next week we will do an episode on mental health. So I just want to say thank you if you did vote and sorry if your selection did not get picked this week. But I also owe some of you an apology for last week because my podcast episode was about healing heartbreak and I had a few of you post about it on your story and then you also had people think that you were single (laughs) or that your partner and you had broken up. And I'm just, I just want to say sorry because I feel like obviously I know that some of you will listen to every episode I record or I post, even if it doesn't apply to you. And I know a lot of people in relationships last week listened to that episode and then other people assume things. So I'm sorry about that, but thank you for listening and thank you for the support. I love you guys. And uh, as always, I just want to start with asking you how your week has been. What is something great that's happened for you this week? What is something that went well? And what is something that you are grateful for? I will tell you what went well for me this week. What is going well for me this week? I think I'm getting adjusted to a better routine and a better schedule just with like managing my own time and now doing you know, the podcast and content and everything else full time, I feel like I'm kind of getting my rhythm back. And something that I'm grateful for was my weekend last week because I went away to the Hunter Valley for my friend's hens. And it was just a very soul filling weekend. I felt like I really needed that. And even though it was so full on, it did fill my cup up in a lot of ways, which I'm really grateful for. So they're my things. I want you to have a think about your things and yeah, just reflect on that a little bit. Now, guys, I want to jump back in to what we're covering off today. Now, uh, we are doing, I'm going to go through firstly, getting comfortable with being single. And then I'm going to give you my tips to thrive whilst being single. And then we're going to jump into the listener questions, which as always are submitted by you as always are going to be kept confidential. I will never release your identity. I will never say your name on air unless you are a winner of the giveaway. Uh, But the questions that came through, these were the ones that were most asked. So we've got how to deal with your friends having partners while you're still single. And then we've got how to deal with family events and holidays approaching while being single. That one came up so much. And then I'm going to run through the benefits of being single. And the person that asked that wrote fun and open-ended question. I was like, yeah, perfect. I can definitely give you that. Now, guys, I want to say as well, by the time this episode is up, it will be up on Sunday. I'm recording this on the Thursday. I would have also taken myself out on a solo date and I would have recorded it for YouTube. So if you want to see what I did, please check it out. I had a, I'm going to say I had a lot of fun. I haven't even gone on the date yet. I'm taking myself on the date tonight. <laughs> I'm taking myself to the movies and I'm going to record it because I just want to show you in real time how normal it is to do something like that for yourself and how fun it can be. And so if you want to know a little bit more about that and see what I did, go and check out my YouTube channel. And without any further waiting, let's jump in to episode number nine. Also, can you believe we're at episode number nine? Isn't that 
just so wild. It's wild to me because I feel like this is still so new, but we're already at episode number nine. That's cool. (laughs) Anyway, jumping straight in. I feel like before we start the episode, I do need to give you some context. Obviously, I am a single gal. (laughs) I have been single now for over a year. And I want to say I've been on a handful of dates in the time that I have been single. I think I've been on four five dates? Was it four? I think it was four. And I'm also almost 30, guys. So I'll be 30 in March next year. And the reason that I'm giving in this context is because I had so many questions about people saying I'm single later in life or I'm single in my 30s. And I feel like I've got a bit of lived experience. So I feel like I'm qualified to answer this. And I really want this episode to exist to be here for you if you are ever feeling down about being single. Okay, come back and listen to this episode whenever you need. This episode, I think, will be better or tailored to the people that have been single for a while or are single later in life. And I just want to say on that note, I know last week I did an episode on heartbreak. I know this week I'm doing an episode on being single. And so I know I have listeners out there in a relationship that are like, what about me? And guys, I have not forgotten about you. I promise. I promise I have not forgotten about you. I just really had these episodes in mind. And I get I always go by what you ask me and I will have an episode for you shortly. I promise it will be coming soon. So don't feel forgotten. All right. Now, guys, I want to jump into getting comfortable with being single. Now, as always, I like to start with doing the first thing, which is normalizing it. So if you are struggling with being single, if you are struggling on your own, I want you to know that this is really normal and you're not alone. That rhymed. I didn't mean for it to rhyme, but I just need you to know that there are many people out there who are struggling. And when I posted the question box, I was always blown away by how many questions I get, but you all ask the same things. And I'm like, hey, we're all out here feeling the same thing. We are having a human experience. It is normal. And I also want you to know that if you are single and you are struggling, you are enough, you are lovable, and you are whole, even if you are single. Okay, let me say that again. You are enough, you are lovable, and you are whole even while you are single. Okay, let that sink in and listen to that a few times if you need. I'm not going to keep repeating it, but listen to it a few times if you need. And the next thing I want to say is that being single for me is not the worst thing in the world. And I think there's a little bit to unpack there with the pressure that society puts on us. So if you look up what single means in the dictionary, it is defined as a separate individual or person. That's it. (laughs) It is the pressure from society that adds all the weight to it, you know, and I think I can see and I know and I live it. (laughs) There is a perception out there that if you are single or if you are single later in life, that you are lonely, that you are depressed, um, that you're unhappy, that you're not in a relationship. And I think... It's something that we see everywhere. We see it in movies. We see it on TV shows. We see it uh, in advertising. We see it in books. <laughs> we see it uh, in a small, like a smaller scale in our friendship groups. We see it at family settings around the dinner table. That pressure definitely exists. But what I need you to know is that that pressure is not ours to carry. It's not ours to carry. We can let it go. And because that pressure exists, we have a choice of if we want to take that on or if we don't want to take that on. And I choose not to take that on and I'm going to try and teach you how to not take it on as well. And the good thing is like everything that we discuss or most things that we discuss on this podcast, 
if you want to work at something or get better at something, you can always do that. And, you know, we can get to a point where you feel single and content or even, you know, single and happy. That is possible. I promise it is. And I also want to say, I know that this feeling of sometimes being unhappy while single is not like a permanent feeling. Sometimes it can come and go. It definitely comes and goes for me as well. I feel that. Uh, And so this episode can just be there for those moments as well. Okay. Now, the first activity we're going to do, grab a journal, grab a journal, grab, uh, I I don't know, your laptop, your phone, your notes. I don't mind how you do it. As I say, I don't care how you do it as long as you're doing it. (laughs) But I want you to ask yourself a few questions and I actually want you to write it down. So I want you to write down the very first question is what comes to mind when you think of being single? This is your default view. Okay. Now I know for some of us, we might have a healthy default view, but I want you to write down what is coming up for you, especially if it's like the negative stuff, all the things you dislike about being single, all the things you even hate about being single, write it down. You know, some people may see it as being lonely. Some people may see it as being unlovable. I'm going to say majority of us tend to make it a bad thing about us. So we're making us being single mean that it's something wrong with us or there's something like bad about us. And so I want you to write that down. Now, there's no right or wrong when you're writing this down. If you are writing down something positive, great. But if you are feeling or writing down negative things, don't panic, don't judge yourself for it, just write it down. All I want you to do is literally write it down. And then the second question I want you to write down is why do you think this is your default thinking pattern when you think of being single? So write that down as well. So the reason I'm asking you to dig a little deeper on the why is because this will help you see where your default thought is coming from. And a lot of the time, it's from others, it's from society, it's from external things. And sometimes it's really good to see that sometimes what you've been carrying is actually not really from you, it's from the world around you. And then I want you to write the third point is how does this thought make me feel? When you think of this, what emotion comes up? And as always, I tell you, go to the emotion wheel, check the emotion wheel, what comes up when you think of this thought and write that down. And I know this exercise might feel a little bit heavy, but hang on, (laughs) hang with me, we're getting there. I then want you to ask a fourth point or a fourth question. Oh, it's really an activity. (laughs) I want you to choose a new thought about being single. So I want you to literally reframe it. And if you need help with this, I'm going to give you my belief about being single. Okay. So for a long time, the old version of me did see me being single as something that wasn't very good, as something that was negative. I made it mean something bad about me. I felt lonely. I felt like I was always needing like validation from men. I felt I just was not in a good place with being single. And that thinking did then lead me into some very poor relationships and a low quality of relationships. Now, my new thought about being single, and this is not a new thought that I've just had today. (laughs) This is a thought, a core belief that I've had probably since I'm going to say like 2020, um, when I did a lot of like work in therapy to kind of reprogram my thinking. But my thought is that being single is amazing because it is precious time for me to grow. I'm able to enjoy life on my own and It also makes me proud because I'm not just going to settle for any relationship, right? Now, I still want a relationship. Let me just get that straight. I'm not sitting here saying that I don't want a partner. I absolutely want a partner. I would literally love nothing more than to have a partner in life, but I'm not letting my relationship status determine my happiness. 
I'm not tying my happiness to an external thing. So if you need help with reprogramming it or picking a new thought, you can borrow mine. Obviously, mine is specific for my experience, but you will have your own experience. So really dig deep and try to get to the bottom of what being single means for you with that healthier spin on it. And so after you've got your thought, your new thought about being single, write that down. And then I want you to put uh, another prompt down, which is why do you want to choose this new thought? Why? And again, because I'm going to give you mine, because it will feel better for you to think this new thought, because this new thought actually serves you a lot better. And maybe this new thought just doesn't make you feel like shit. Like that's a good enough reason. Okay. And then Again, we go for the next prompt, which is how does this new thought make me feel? And again, use the, uh, use the journal, <laughs> use the uh, emotion wheel. So you can see all those emotions there if you're having difficulty labeling your emotions. And so that activity is very helpful. And that activity helped me reprogram my thoughts around being single, right? And now the reason I wanted you to do this activity is because as adults, and that's a great thing about adults, we get to choose what truth we live, right? You are in control of your thoughts and you get to decide how you think about things. Now, for me, when I look at my past thoughts about relationships and how that made me feel about being single, it did make me feel like crap because I thought being single was crap. (laughs) And so now that I see it as an opportunity to grow, I enjoy my alone time. I find it so peaceful. I There's harmony here. Like I, I feel good about it. And I didn't just get there overnight. I got there by reframing it. So that's why I thought that activity was important. The other thing I want to say is this episode is not about is being single better than being in a relationship. I'm not trying to compare the two. This episode is for my single listeners and there are pros and cons to both. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit here and say that, you know, being single is the best and you shouldn't be in a relationship. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to give some comfort and hold space for those of you who may be struggling with being single. Now, I'm going to jump into my tips for thriving while single. All right. Now, the first thing I'm going to jump into is spending more time alone. And I actually recommend you going back and listening to episode number four. I'm pretty sure it was how to get comfortable in your own company. And that episode was for everybody. That wasn't just for single people. That's for literally everyone. I give you lots of practical tips in that episode for getting comfortable in your own company. And that episode is juicy. So I recommend going back and listening to that because yeah, I don't want to repeat myself. And I think you may find that helpful if you are listening to this one. And then number two, tip number two is to stop letting people's comments or opinions on it getting to you. Now, I get it, guys. (laughs) I absolutely get it. I don't like being asked uh, if I'm seeing anyone, if I have a boyfriend or why I'm single. But those questions come up for me. And, you know, I think because we are humans, questions like that are always going to happen. And not just in like the sense of like being single. I have friends who have just gotten married or engaged and they're already being asked about kids. They're being asked about houses. Or you've got couples that have been together for a long time getting asked when they're going to get married. These questions are normal and they get asked. And I don't know why as a society we tend to ask such heavy questions, but this is actually out of our control. And so for me, I accept that I'm may get asked that and I let it go. And what I focus on is what I can control, which is how I respond to it. And so I'm always pretty prepared with an answer. I always just say like, there's no rush. I'm enjoying being single. I'm enjoying my own company. 
you know, there's no rush for me. And I kind of then will change the subject or, you know, divert the conversation in a different way. So being prepared, but also just protecting your peace, because I think if we can accept that those comments or those questions might get asked, we can then, you know, let them almost just be like water off a duck's back. (laughs) Now, as I said, what is in our control is how we respond and then not letting that get to us. I'm also going to say as my tip number three is it is a chance to work on you, which again, this is time for the inner work. It's time to pursue your goals, your dreams, your hobbies, your passions. It's time to pursue your career, your friendship, your family. Like you can utilize the energy that you would use in a relationship for you. And what's that saying at the moment? It's like booked and busy or busy and booked. You can be booked and busy and you can just channel your energy into you, which I think is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Number four, do the things you want to do now because I get it. I get it. (laughs) You think to yourself, oh, I would love to do that with a partner. Don't wait for a partner to do the things that you want to do because life is short, guys, and I can't stress this enough. And I still think I'm obviously processing some grief with my uh, pupples passing, but life is very short in my mind at the moment. (laughs) And so... If you want to do something, do it because literally tomorrow is not guaranteed for any of us. If you want to travel, do it. If you want to do certain activities, do it. Don't put your life on hold waiting for a partner to come because if you do that, you might, you might be waiting a long time and then you might be missing out on making really great memories. And one thing that I recently did, I went to the photo booth here in Melbourne on Flinders Street Station and I took photos in that photo booth because there was like this TikTok trend that I wanted to do. And after I did that trend, I was like, oh, like I wish I had like a boyfriend to do that with because those photos would be really cute or that would be, that would have been a cool memory. But then I was like, you know what? I still had such a fun time doing it by myself and it's still iconic that I did it by myself and it was still fun for me to do it by myself. Similar with me going to the movies tonight. I really want to go see this movie. Sure, I could ask a friend. I actually just want to do it for myself because I haven't had much me time lately. But again, I would love to go to a movie with a partner, but I'm not going to wait. I'm going to just do what I want to do. So do what you want to do because life is freaking short. All right. And then I'm going to say not to be cheesy and I don't want to be cheesy, but gratitude is the attitude. And I say this all the time, when you focus on what you have, what you have grows. It's the same for, it's it's very funny. It's the same when like you want a dog or you want a car, right? And then all of a sudden you see these dogs that you want everywhere or you see the car that you want everywhere. What you focus on grows. Appreciating what you have draws more abundance into your life. And I practice gratitude every single day and I feel like that is a tip to help you thrive while you're being single. And it's just focusing on what you do have because I bet you that if you are single, there, there are other elements in your life that have to be thriving or that may be going good. And I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like for all of you, but try to try to see what is going good for you and focus on that. And then I'm going to say tip number, I've forgotten what one we are up to. Uh, I think it's number six or oh, seven. Stop comparing. Stop comparing. Focus on your own lane. Keep your eyes on your own lane. I would chat about this more in the listener questions, but a, a saying that I always say to myself is life is a journey, not a race. And as I said earlier, if we're not going to let people's comments get to us, why are we going to let their relationship status get to us? Okay, we're focusing on ourselves. We're watering our own garden. We're not worried about what everyone else around us is doing. Okay, we're on our own journey. And then my last tip my tip for thriving is to just remember you are enough. Now, I know it feels nice to be in a relationship. I know it feels good to be loved by somebody else, but you are still you, whether you are in a relationship 
or out of a relationship. You are still you. (laughs) You're the same person and you are still lovable. And just because you are not in a relationship does not mean that your value is diminished as a person. And sometimes I need that reminder too. They are my tips for thriving while single. Now, guys, we're going to jump into the question segment. So the questions, I will just go through one to three. And I have been doing three questions because I just feel like that is enough to obviously bulk the episode up without making it too long. I feel like last week's episode was the longest. This one will probably be around the same length, which was well received by you guys. So we're going to jump into question number one, which is how to deal with your friends having partners whilst you are still single. Now, I got asked this literally so many times. A lot of people said that they felt jealous or they felt sad or they felt upset. Now, again, I want to normalize it. This is normal. (laughs) Don't feel bad if you feel bad about this, okay? It's actually okay to be envious. And I'm going to say in very healthy doses, small doses of what other people have. And whenever I feel envy for anything, if I ever catch myself feeling that feeling of envy, it's just like a checkpoint for me to be like, oh, I obviously want that. And then I know if I want something, how can I work towards it, right? And the other thing I want to touch on is there's a difference between jealousy and envy. And I feel like sometimes we get confused because jealousy and envy envy can sometimes feel similar, but envy is when you want what someone else has or you lack what someone else has. And jealousy is when what you already have is threatened. I just wanted to to add that in there because I feel like sometimes we have misplaced envy and it's actually, it's not jealousy, it's actually uh, envy. And sometimes we mix that up, which is fine. As I said, envy is actually so normal and healthy to feel in small doses. And we shouldn't beat ourselves up if we ever feel envy. We should just use it as like a personal checkpoint to know that that's what we want in life and how do we get closer to that. Uh, Like any emotion, I always say this, let it exist. Don't judge yourself for it. Let it exist. Let it vibe with you. Be curious. Ask, Ask yourself, what is this emotion trying to tell me? You know, and for me, it's like, oh, well, I want, I obviously want that. (laughs) And I'm going to say again, life is a journey, not a race, guys. And comparison, there is an episode on comparison coming. That is one of the options, uh, which I did put up to vote. Comparison is really the thief of joy. And one thing I constantly remind myself, and it's not even a constant reminder, sorry. It's like a core belief of mine. I believe that I am 110% right on time. And maybe this makes me delirious. Maybe this makes me a little bit crazy, but I fully believe that I am exactly where I am meant to be. And I can't tell you why I think this. I just have a core belief that I'm right on time. I am exactly in this moment right now, recording this podcast, exactly where I need to be. And that also means I'm I'm meant to be single right now. And I'm going to vibe with that. And for me, again, I used to have an old negative core belief about that, but that is my core belief now that brings me peace. And I always say this as well, especially if you are feeling envy for things, is trying to flip the narrative, right? So when you see something that you want, use it as evidence to show you that that is possible, not show you that that isn't possible for you. And I will do another episode on like abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset, because that's what that is. And I will get to that in another episode, but flip the thought and think, wow, how great that my friends can have these beautiful relationships or can have these kids, can have this marriage. And that means I can have them one day too. And then the other thing I'm going to remind you, (laughs) and this is for me as well, it is better to be single than settling for a relationship that does not serve you or that is the wrong relationship. It is so much better for you to be single than in the wrong relationship. 
And with everything, I'm going to give you a balanced view on this. But sometimes the people we see in happy relationships aren't always in happy relationships. And often we see a highlighted reel and like this curated perception of their relationship. And I'm going to say, unless you live with a couple in their home, you never really know the depths of what is going on in that relationship and if they are actually so happy and loved up. And I say that because I was in a relationship that looked, you know, amazing from the outside, but on the inside was quite negative, quite toxic, quite difficult for me to be in. And I would say that maybe at the time people thought I was in like this really happy relationship, but I wasn't. And so I just wanted to highlight that because I think it's important that you do consider both elements when you're thinking about your friends having partners. And then we're going to jump into question number two, which is how to deal with family events or holidays approaching while being single. And guys, I have to tell you, I felt this and I feel this (laughs) like so hardcore because I come from a very large Greek and Italian family. My dad is Greek. My mom's Italian. And so family gatherings, there's always all my cousins and my grandparents, rest in peace, Papu, and they want to know. And like even my grandparents and I, this is one thing that breaks my heart. Like my Papu always wanted to see me get married and he will never see that now. And, you know, at these family settings, I'm always the single cousin without a partner. Everyone else has got a partner and that's okay. That's okay. But I just want to tell you that I feel you. Okay. And the other thing I've noticed as I've gotten older as well is especially when you go to like weddings and especially when you go to weddings being single, I will go to my friend's wedding in two weeks from today, I think. Yeah, I think it's two weeks. Um, And the last wedding I went to, I went as a single gal and this wedding, I'm going to go as a single gal as well. And it can just be almost like this. I don't know, blaring, like you can't avoid this like feeling that like, fuck, I am really single, (laughs) right? And so I want to say, I feel you and you are not alone, but I'm going to give you some tactics to help you because these are the tactics that I use and they help me as well, right? And so again, if we do the activity that I gave you at the start of the episode, that is going to help you nail your mindset around this. And then we're going to work on having a plan. Okay, so what the plan looks like is I want you to think about which family members ask you questions about it or which family members put pressure on you and think about what patterns usually happen at family events or holiday time and then come up with a new plan. So the new plan, I'm not telling you to avoid these family members. I mean, avoid them if you want to, but does it look like a briefer visit? Maybe you're not going to the to the person's house for that long or maybe you're only staying a shorter period of time or maybe you're hanging around with the other family members who don't, you know, give you shit about it or who don't ask you about it or who understand you or who are even in the same position as you. I also will say have some questions up your sleeve to flick back and change the topic and I always try to like redirect the conversation with like kindness. Again, I understand that people are curious. I understand especially, you know, even with my grandparents saying, oh, we want to see you get married. Why don't you have a boyfriend? I know it's not coming from a bad place doesn't mean it doesn't make me upset but I just try to redirect the conversation you know and so have some stuff up your sleeve you can talk about you can tell them what's happening with your work you can talk about your pet I love to flick the conversation back to Franklin I'm always like oh I've got Franklin so have some stuff up your sleeve ask them how they're doing you know and tell them that you're glad to see them just yeah redirecting the conversation with love right and then I'm going to say in this plan you're also going to have some breaks scheduled in for yourself so whether that looks like going outside going to a quieter room having some time out just trying to remove yourself 
if you need and knowing that that isn't an option and knowing that that is also okay. You can take some time out. I know how overwhelming family events can get. And I also know that like there's layers of like stuff going on at these family events. You know, you've got one auntie who's not talking to another auntie or some cousins are fighting or someone's upset. The grandparents like, I know that there's, there's already probably drama happening. So, you know, take, take some breaks if you need. I will also say you want to practice self-care, especially on those days or around those holidays. So doing something extra nice for yourself whether that's before the event or after the event. Um, Christmas last year, I was like to my parents, I need to go for a walk today. Like the gym was closed, but I was like, I need to go for a walk today because if I don't go on a hot girl walk, it's going to be a bad day for everybody. And I just need to do this for myself. (laughs) So I took myself on a hot girl walk on Christmas day and it was the best thing I did. So just practicing self-care, doing that nice stuff for yourself, especially even after the event. I don't know what self-care looks like for you, but I would recommend making sure to have some of that planned out. And then I also want you to focus on knowing that aside from a select few people in your life, and it might even be good for you to write down who these people are for you. But for me, I've got a handful of people in my life whose opinions I really care about, right? It's my mum, it's my dad, it's my sister, it's my psychologist, and it's my best friend. And that's it. That's five people. Obviously, I have other close friends. Obviously, I have other people in my network that I love and adore. But these five people are the five people who, if I'm to do anything or, you know, if I did anything wrong, I would expect them to pull me up. I'd expect them to be like, what are you doing? You know, and hold me to account. I trust their opinions. I value their opinions. I love the rest of my family as well, but I'm not going to let the rest of my family make comments and let those comments get to me right? My extended family's thoughts about my relationship status does not need to impact me and it does not need to break my peace. I have almost just accepted that and made peace with that. And I think once you do that, it does become easier to navigate those family events and holidays as well. And then guys, we are going to jump into my benefits of being single, the fun and open-ended question. Now I want to say there are many benefits. These are just mine. There's probably a heap that I'm missing out on, but you can be selfish in a healthy way. And I'm going to say, I don't even really like using the word selfish because I don't think that being single is selfish, but you get to put yourself first. And what I mean by that is when you are in a relationship, you have another human's thoughts, emotions, and feelings that you have to consider. Okay. There's emotional energy there. You can focus on you. Your decisions are your decisions. The choices you make with your life are yours. And one really good example for me when this came into action was when I had my job opportunity come up when I was, was when was it, 2018 or 2019? I think it was 2018 that I moved to Sydney. But when I had that job offer come up, it was very easy for me to accept it and take it because I wasn't in a relationship. And I didn't have to sit there and say to my boyfriend at the time, hey, I've got this really great job offer in Sydney. I'm going to move for three months you know, or, and obviously I would always consult any big life decisions with my partner, but I didn't have to do that. And so you you can make choices for you and you can channel your energy into you in a healthy way. I'm, I actually regret saying selfish. So forget that I said the word selfish. I'm not going to edit it out. Um, but, uh, benefit number two is a freedom of time. You have more time for you, more time for your friends, more time for your family, your hobbies, your career for fun. (laughs) You have more time to do nothing if you want, or you have more time to date as well. 
And then uh, benefit number three is you get to build a better relationship with yourself. I hand on heart can say in the time that I have been single, I have become closer to myself. I have understood myself better. I've learned about myself more. And again, that's not to say that in a relationship, you don't also learn about yourself. You do. I'm just focusing on the benefits of being single. Okay. But that's tip number three. And then tip number four is you do become independent and, or you become more independent. And I think I will do an episode on uh, codependency in relationships because that's like one extreme. Actually, if you can just imagine like a scale on one extreme, you've got like codependency (laughs) and on the other extreme, you've got like hyper independence. And I always say like, I do not promote hyper independence. At the end of the day, we are humans. We need people. We need connection. Hyper independence is not healthy and I don't like it. Codependence is also not healthy and that's something that I've done in the past and we can unpack that another time. But what you want to do is kind of just like sit in the middle of this scale. You want to be healthy and happy and and be independent on your own. You also want to have like good connections with family and friends and you you have the opportunity to practice that while you are single. And then tip number five is you are able to also get a better understanding of what you want in a partner. And I'm going to say, especially if you are single later in life, I don't know about you guys, but as I'm getting closer to 30, I'm like, wow, I'm actually so glad that all those relationships didn't work out, that I actually saw what didn't work for me, what I don't like, because now I know what I do like. And again, being single gives you the chance to have that understanding of what you want in a partner. And then tip benefit number six, like I went to say tip benefit, you get to date and have fun. How good is that? And I'm going to do an episode on dating, but guys, you know, flirting with people is fun. (laughs) Dating people can be fun. Meeting new people is fun. I genuinely think that dating is a huge vibe and I actually have more time, I'm going to say, to actually be open to that at the moment because obviously you guys know I was quite busy with like work and everything that I had going on that I didn't even really have a chance to date. Like the last time I went on a date from this moment was literally in like May, I think, or maybe it was April. I think it was in April that I went on my last date Um, and that didn't go anywhere. We weren't like obviously aligned. And so I just ended that, you know, situation, but I think dating is fun and I would love to do some more dating episodes on the podcast while I'm like going through it myself. So I think that, yeah, that's a benefit of being single and how good is like having a crush or like flirting with someone. I just think it's cool. And then I'm going to (laughs) say the next benefit is you don't have to share your bed. (laughs) And I say this because when I lived with, uh, or even even when I didn't live with my uh, any of my ex boyfriends, I would obviously have sleepovers. I don't like sharing the bed, and I hope I'm not alone here. But I honestly do not. I've never had a good night's sleep beside any of my ex boyfriends. And I actually saw this TikTok. Oh my god, I saw this TikTok that was like the reason you can sleep so peacefully next to your partner is because like you feel safe and secure with them. And I'm like. Maybe maybe my ex-boyfriends were triggering all my like anxious attachment, but I just don't like sharing the bed. I don't like having the sheets like pulled off me. I don't like being like pushed in my sleep. I sleep literally straight. Like I don't move. Once I lie down, I just stay in the same spot. And so you don't have to share your bed. <laughs> you don't have to share your food. That's a bonus. And uh, you can also watch whatever you want to watch as well. You can do whatever you want to do, guys. And then I'm going to say the last benefit is less stress. <laughs> and what I mean by that is there are no disagreements. There is, there's no arguments. 
There's no drama. And I guess maybe that is a testament to the types of relationships I had, except for the last one. All of the ones before that, there were arguments, there were disagreements, there was fighting, there was crying, there was, you know, that stress. Whereas now I feel like, oh, I really do like put my head on the pillow at night and sleep peacefully. And I don't want to say that like having a boyfriend gives you stress. I'm not saying that because I know that there are great relationships out there. There are great partners out there and that the right relationship does have fighting in it. There are arguments, but there's a healthy way to do it. And I'm going to say, even in the healthiest relationship, while you're having like healthy arguments, you're still not super stressed, like because the argument is healthy. Does that make sense? Anyway, I'm going to say being single, that's one of my benefits as well. And again, guys, I just want to say with anything, especially with this episode, I'm not promoting hyper-independence. I just wanted to put a note at the end of the episode to say that to you because I think it's important. I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, you don't need anyone. Like, no, it's okay to want a relationship both things can be true. You can be single and thriving and content and single and happy and single and also want a partner in life. Both things can exist. And I hope that this episode has helped you kind of find what works for you and given you some practical tips in order to move closer to that point. But I think, guys, I'm going to wrap the episode there. Thank you so much for this week and thank you so much for submitting your questions. This episode is great because of the questions you submit and I'm realizing that each week when I do open up the question platform. And I also want to say a very big thank you to, I think... Oh, I'm not going to say your names, but there were a few of you who emailed me through some podcast topic ideas and none of them were on the list, but I just want you to know if you emailed me, your podcast topics are on the list. Okay. I nearly read out your names. I'm so sorry. You will always remain anonymous. I promise. And I also want to say, and I will add this at the end of each episode. Now, if I have said anything that has triggered you, or if you need more help, please check out the mental health link uh, in the notes or chat to your GP. So this podcast is here for you, but it is meant to be a tool that assists you in, you know, feeling better, living better, creating a life that feels good for you, but it is not a substitute for professional help if you need. Now guys, if you like this episode, please leave me a review or a rating. Tell your friends about it. Please share it on your Instagram story. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. As I've said before, podcasts don't have an algorithm. So when you tell people about it, word of mouth, that helps me more than you could ever imagine. So thank you. And I also want to say, don't forget, we have the weekly giveaway happening on the Your Safe Space pod Instagram. So please give us a follow and keep an eye out because I do it every week and I always save it in the highlights and last week's winner was Rose and I will pick another winner tomorrow which is Friday and we will know the winner by Sunday but thank you Rose for entering the giveaway I hope you liked your prize and thank you guys for joining me I hope that you enjoyed this episode if you did let me know have a wonderful week ahead I hope that is I hope that it is magical for you and I hope that something amazing happens to you I will speak to you next time guys take care of yourself love you so much bye The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.